0: So cricket last throws with me, Neil Kagram. Today we're my by Bazid Khan. How are you doing?
1: I'm good, thanks. Yourself?
0: Yep, all good. Um, so let's take it all the way back with yourself. You are born in Lahore. Um, cricket was always in the blood there wasn't it? Your grandfather, <laughs> father, uncle yeah. all played at the highest level. Was it inevitable then that you'd become a professional cricketer?
1: That's a question that a lot of people ask me, was it inevitable? But I see it differently because um, I never, obviously, when I was young, when I started, I, I, I people say that I was obsessive about cricket, which um, now the the my friends find it really absurd because now they I'm so far removed, as in I don't have the same obsession as I did then. But there was an obsession. Um, I never got to knew. I never knew that my family had such a rich sort of cricketing history. That was only later when I would actually started started playing that that I found that out slowly but surely. But um, it was never something that was instilled in me when I was very very young. Um, I think because my cousins, because everybody around me played cricket, it was just something that everybody did. And, and and you know in Pakistan everybody does play cricket, but then there was there was an inbuilt obsession about myself from a very very young age that I just wanted to play cricket full stop. Whatever happened, I wanted to play cricket. So be it in, in a sort of outside in the back garden or, or knocking against the wall. Um, what I've been told or what I well what I remember is that. I've always been very obsessive about it.
0: And I mentioned your uncle, the famous mm. Imran Khan. Did you yeah. face any external pressure from the outside whilst you were growing um,
1: up? Yeah, look, once... I, I say this a lot, Once, especially in the subcontinent. Once you start playing cricket, it's actually an advantage. So, so in age group cricket, it's an advantage. Uh, because you've got your introduction done anyway, so everybody looks at you. Uh, look, uh, he's son of, or nephew of, or, or, or grandson of, so he might be good. So you've already got a, a, a head start. But after that, uh, as you might might know, that in in Pakistan, India, and the subcontinent, you're always judged with um, with your relative. You judge unfairly with, with you be it your father your uncle or whoever you're related to at a very young age so once once you start playing professionally it's very difficult to, to get your own identification because um it's always son of got 100 today or son of didn't score any runs today so it's your own identification becomes very very difficult it's a very um Very, very rarely does somebody who's related to a a super, a mega star or a super cricketer as his relative, very rarely does he get over or sort of grow out of that shadow because you're always inevitably compared to that. And and I've said this a lot in in many interviews. I've told people I look maybe in the developed countries or maybe in the countries where there's a more formal cricket structure or, or cricket is... Is played that way. Maybe it's slightly easier there, but but uh, for instance, I, I talked to Rohan Gavaskar, and he said when he was he was twelve, he was compared to Sanil Gavaskar. So it's always it's always a pressure that that, that extra pressure. Uh, but um, I guess you have to live with it.
0: But you did mention that kind of lack of identity. Did that affect your game? Look.
1: I'd be lying if I if I said that it didn't affect my game. It affects your game in a way that when when you're not doing well, it doesn't affect you when, when you are doing well because everybody appreciates, everybody's sort of happy with you and everybody talks you up. But but when things don't go go well and you're not scoring runs or, or you're not performing adequately, even if people don't say it, there's always a flying mention or, or passing mention even sometimes when, when you were, when I was playing, I, I sometimes sort of, uh, in my opinion, was given out. I wasn't out and was given out. And if I reacted to that, the first thing that would come back to me is that, oh, you're the son of, of Majid Khan. Why would you react to that? He would have never done that. But that that's a small thing. But it does sort of, it sort of sort of comes up to you and sort of keeps on um, nipping away at you because of the fact that every time it it 's not something that you'll have one season it 's not something that that you'll have sort of for uh, a few games it's something that that that'll stay with you f- throughout your career and when the when the chips are down I think I think when i wasn 't scoring runs or when I really had a bad season it, it it affected me in a lot of ways because I knew that that at the back of the minds or, or at the back of everybody's, uh, even in my own team uh, or squad, people might be questioning, look, he's not getting runs, but he's still playing. Is it because he's related to, or is it because he comes from a, a cricketing family?
0: Then you represented Pakistan on the 19th, uh, I think you were 15 years old, am I correct in saying that? And then you came over to England, was that mainly for academic reasons or was it to enhance your cricketing uh, experience and skills or was it a combination of both?
1: Um, look, when I, I started playing cricket once I got sort of this into under 19s and under sort of started with under 15s, under 19s. And then a couple of years into that, I was very, very young, but a couple of years into that, I felt that, that I couldn't handle this because there was almost every other day there was scrutiny on, on not the other players but specifically me being in 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 age group cricket or me being in in uh, Pakistan side. So I thought I my father also thought that maybe time away from from Pakistan. Um, but it was I I came to England to to get my A levels do my A levels I was obviously lagging behind in my studies as well because I was playing so much cricket. But then, then I came to England and, and, and I did um, my A-levels at Brighton College. It was a mixture of both. It was maybe trying to get away from, from uh, cricket for a while and maybe just concentrate on, on, on studying and get my, my A-levels and all that. But, but it dragged me back. I couldn't stay where I, I, I came back to it uh, very quickly.
0: And then you talked about scrutiny. If a youngster now came up to you, in the same circumstance, circumstances, having yourself gone through it, what advice would you give?
1: Look, it's it's gotten better, As then because there's so much varied media interest now. When I played, it was just just print media, and you had a had people sort of few people writing and few people. Sort of making the opinions and and anything that came into the newspaper what was it it wasn't you didn't have a second reference to it. so now I think it's slightly easier in that uh, in that effect because you have social media uh, one opinion or one sort of article won't break you or won't sort of have that that effect because there's so m- many more uh, platforms to for people to to actually rebuff that or, or, or to, to say something different. So it's slightly easier. The only thing I, I would say to somebody in this particular, in the situation that I am, that it helps if you're, I, I know it's, it's it's very, very difficult, but it helps if you don't react to it too much because once you start reacting to it, then it sort of seeps into your own brain. And also once you start reacting to that, then people, being people, they start needling you more. So it affects you uh, a little bit. I saw this recently with, with Imam al-Haq who gets uh, quite a lot of flack with, with being Inzimam's, uh, uh, related, related to Inzimam. And sometimes he comes out and says a lot of stuff on media. I don't know, I've, I've not had a conversation with him, but I just feel that maybe he should dial it back. But um, Maybe that that works for him. Maybe that that spurs him on in in performing. But I feel that nowadays it's slightly better in the fact that there's a lot more cricket, a lot more opportunity cricket-wise because you've got different leagues, you can sort of diversify. And also the fact that if there's one opinion or or one article or or somebody who who writes uh, that you're not deserving, they're about... Uh, sort of 10 15 others who, who might just might just go on twitter might just go on social media and defend you so it balances itself out slightly better because um, i think that going back say 10 15 years ago um, you didn't have these types of platforms so you only only read the paper you only only listen to the news and once you read the paper the same paper would go around sort of Almost to half of Pakistan, and everybody would basically form. If if you don't know me or if you don't know the player, you basically you're reading about him and a couple of articles about him, stressing the fact that he's he's not deserving or he doesn't he's related to to so and so. So that sort of basically forms the opinion. So maybe it's slightly better, but the it is tough. I I, I would say that try and block it out, which is impossible. You can't block it out. The one thing you have to be, you have to be comfortable with it. You have to, you have to learn to live with it because it's not going to go away. But the other thing is that make sure that that you react to it minimum. There's a minimum reaction so that, so that once you don't react to it, then slowly people sort of back away.
0: And then during your time in England studying Brighton College, you played with a certain Matt Pryor. How was he as a youngster?
1: playing in the same side as him. Oh I love my time at Brighton College. i I've still got got friends who I'm I'm in touch touch with and it was basically my friendships were strengthened by the fact that that we played cricket together a lot and we had a very, very good college side there's um uh, the England fielding coach also was in our college side Hopkins Carl it was Carl Carl Hopkins, I think. He's, he's England's fielding coach now. He's also in that side. Prior, what I remember, for prior, he was always very feisty and, and he had this this self-belief that he was going to play for England from the word go. But the one thing that did um, uh, stand out for me when he was playing cricket or when we played in the same side, he was he was the one more than anybody else who was really up for it and really feisty and wanted it badly so you would always see that if um, if somebody was going to make it from that that team it was going to be
0: prior and then playing in england different conditions to what you were used to back home helped your game um
1: i played at brighton college Yeah, it was a beautiful Pitch at Brighton College, and and then after that, uh, a couple of years later, I played uh, for the MCC. Uh, I did a year with the MCC Young Cricketers. Um, to an extent, it, it did help the conditions, but more so the way I think the MCC Young Cricketers helped me in the way that they made you think about about your game. They would give you a quest. They wouldn't instill ideas into your head. They wouldn't instill ideas into your head. They would actually Make you think about where you were progressing, and and they'd given us. Um, it's quite interesting. They gave us um, forms on on how you got out, or or how do you think that that what um, dismissals occurred uh, during the season, and, and and you you when once you wrote wrote them down, and you started thinking about your game, and then you'd start asking questions. And I thought that that helped in in um, uh, my development as such because then uh, throughout my career, maybe uh, I went a bit overboard with that because I thought a lot about my technique. But throughout my career, I was always thinking about where technical changes should be made.
0: Yes, you mentioned that. Is there a danger that sometimes if you're going through a mm-hmm. lean patch, you might, might become a bit scrambled overthinking it? It's just that balance. What on that? Maybe.
1: Yeah, obviously. The, I think again, the balance thing is, is is. I look at I look at a person like like Yunus Khan and and Yunus Khan. He he got a uh, hundred. He he'd react in the same way. He'd go around business in the same way, and once he didn't score any or, or got out for well consecutive ducks he reacted in way but that is i think it's in in my view it's person to person is is that ability to to stay sort of level headed i would say and not to go sort of too down or or celebrate your successes too much that that i think that is the key to a longish uh, professional uh, career or, or a strong professional career is is the ability to stay the same, because a lot of players, myself included, we when um, not scoring runs or not doing well, you'd bring that back home. You bring that that feeling of, of gloom and doom until you you got what runs again. So, balance. Um, I think that that is very very important, and the the the, the great players achieve that. Obviously everybody goes to through failure but to 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 not let that dominate I would say not let you dominate your day-to-day or dominate your life um, or, or that sort of a week or your life or, or four or five days of your life that I think is the essence of of, of having a, a longish um, professional career i I, I think um, tinkering with technique and all that 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 everybody does that everybody goes through and everybody has sometimes has a scrambled brain that 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 people go through but i'm a big advocate of of being i don't know how you get there i think you need somebody to help you through that but i'm big advocate for 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 player who have the ability to say to stay level-headed or or I would say that there's not many players who would go and say, "I don't care if I score on order. I don't care." There's that's. I think that's just um, as not really possible if you're playing professional cricket. Um, but the ability to stay and ability to to be sort of almost the same once you score a, a hundred or or you you get out for no score is vital and I think Yunus did that beautifully because he, he remained the same and, and even when he was really struggling for form, a person just meeting him wouldn't know uh, that he was struggling for form.
0: And then I think 2003, you came back and I think you were averaging around 70 with the bat and then you were rewarded with a one-day call-up in the national side mm. debut against Zimbabwe. A proud moment for yourself, being recognised for the national side.
1: Yeah, it was, it was, and and I obviously everybody wants to play play for the Pakistan side, but um, the the way that I I got into the side, that I think the the process of of getting so many runs and getting into the side, that 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 was um, quite um, pleasing for me. The fact that that I had done it off my own bat, and there was no questions asked at all that 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 this guy isn't deserving into that side. I think it was it was it was very proud. I I was very proud. Also, obviously, first first outing in Pakistan colours, and, and um, I still was quite tense. And I think uh, I I played those games, but. Um, I didn't, I didn't bat the way I, I normally did, and um, I regret the fact that, again, obviously I was, um, I was scoring the runs, but I, I think mentally um, I needed a little more time in that 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 team, just around that team to to belong.
0: Yeah, so you played three one one-dayers. You made your test debut, only test appearance against West Indies in 2005. Um, I know you've represented your country, but mm. does it pain you that you didn't play more? Yeah, the only,
1: well, the only regret that I have is that um, I've not been tested at international level, or, or I myself don't know if I was bad or if i was i was any good or if i was decent or or whatever because the sample size is so little um if i played the, the selector games, should have
0: backed you for longer
1: well it's interesting because uh, I'll, I'll this is after uh, this is after i uh, sort of stopped playing and and i started um uh media work and started commentary and, and there was this one stat put up and I was taken aback. I was shocked, and then I, I thought about it, and then and then it all comes back to you, and you think that maybe uh, I should have played more, because um, the stat was that to this day I am the only Pakistani international one-day international player who's been who hasn't played after scoring a fifty. So the other other two, one of them obviously my my uncle who who scored that 70 at in that, in that all-famous final, but he retired. And then it was Salman Butt who who got banned after that, so he didn't play again. He might might play now, but he hasn't so far. But I was the only Pakistani who got who didn't play after scoring a 50 in his his last ODI. And once you put that into that perspective or, or look at it that way that that since Pakistan have played cricket sort of, what, 60 years now, 70 years, um, there's only been one instance where a player has scored a, a 50, 50. So, no, I'm sorry. So a 50 in one day international. So that'll be, what, from the 70s onwards? So that'll be 70s onwards because one day cricket started then. So that does, does sort of get your mind wandering. And... The only regret is that why um, wasn't I, I sort of given a, a little bit of a run and then if I, I wasn't go- good enough, I wasn't good enough. But the regret after playing so many years of first class or, or sort of professional cricket is that I still do not know and you only know once you play international cricket for a, f- uh, a few few games or a few matches, I still do not know
0: if I was um, any good. I know you touched on it there earlier, about you felt that in that small sample size, you weren't batting or making, uh, scoring your runs in the manner that you were in, say, the domestic scene. So would it be fair to say for a youngster looking on, one tip that you could maybe give is maybe trust the process as opposed to be too all-encompassing about the actual... Result and the innings—is it just about trusting the process and trusting your own game? It is.
1: It is. It is now trusting your own game, and it is now all about that. But, but I think that the games change as well. T Twenty cricket—you have the the opportunity now to to we to have that trust because it's it's not about one failure, even if you do fail. The avenues now have opened up so 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 much more. You've got so such big leagues that. That I think it frees the player up. Um, uh, what I touched upon earlier was my my first couple of games. That was against uh, Zimbabwe. Then I got dropped for a good three four years, I think. And and, and then I played in West Indies. I, I scored uh, I scored sixty uh, against West Indies in a one day game. And then I didn't play again for three four years, I think. Those years, once when I played against the West Indies, when I I debuted my test match debut, and before that, I played a one-day game where I was the highest scorer for Pakistan. And then I, I got dropped. And then, I think those years, I was batting really well. And then I came back into the side um, and played against... My last one-day game was against Bangladesh and I got 50. So, I think... Um, as as a as a player who'd who'd uh, even what I played what five or five one day games and and there's a uh, you'd been left out of the side for for what three times so even that that does have an effect and I think um, sometimes the now the issue. Maybe I'm wrong here, but as you said, express yourself. The issue then would become once you're, once you're in the side and you play a couple of games and you're dropped, then you come back into the side and, and and you get runs and then got dropped again. Once you come back into the side again, and this is not as if this is a player who's, who's played 15 one-day games and then got dropped and come back and played another 10. This is a player who's played a couple of games and got dropped and come back and plays a couple of games and gets dropped. So the onus on me was when I came back that I had to score runs. So it was not a matter of expressing myself. It was not a matter of of trying to, to play to the best of my ability, but it was the matter of just getting runs so that I don't get dropped. But I got those runs, but I got dropped again. But for a young player coming through, nowadays I think the emphasis is all about expression. The emphasis is all about but actually, um, it's it's almost gone the other direction. I would, I would maybe suggest to players that maybe when you do play international cricket, maybe rein it in slightly, because you want to be, obviously you want to be staying in that side, and the only way that you stay in the side is that you start off scoring runs. And, and if you say, okay, be aggressive and be very expressive, um, I think. Uh, the first few games in international cricket you need to to make a mark as in you you get your runs and then you can you can progress further that i think maybe this is old school but that's the way i see it because sometimes now because of this this huge deal about expressing yourself a lot sometimes you get carried away in that and once you get carried away you just might regret that um after those innings, but but I think it's it's totally the, the cricket has evolved so much in, in the last few years that it, it's totally different how everybody sees it and how everybody now plays it. And because I think T Twenty has made a, such a such a big role in, in international cricket that that expressing yourself is now just sort of second nature to all players.
0: And then when retirement came. Were you ready for it mentally? And the transition into broadcasting, how have you found it? Talk us through that period.
1: Um, uh, Retirement, I was, I, I started not enjoying getting up to play a game. It started becoming a chore. I started sort of looking ahead to the games and thinking, well, Three more games of the season left and and then the season will be over and 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 it came to a point then i I started thinking that is it I kept on playing for for a couple of seasons, but then i I thought, is it is this why I started playing, or is this really why I want to carry on because I couldn't see light at the end of the tunnel, obviously i was wasn't going to get get selected again for Pakistan. And, and I wasn't enjoying it. Um, contrary to my, my cricket career, my broadcasting, I've been very, very lucky with that. Um, I, it was basically by fluke that I got to, into that. And in, over here, um, there was an opportunity. Uh, there was, I think it was a Pakistan, South Africa series going on. And uh, in Pakistan television, somebody had just, abruptly during the season left so there was a space there and I was luckily roped in I did that and and the people close to me said look um you've done quite well because you normally the everybody who's close to me knows that I'm not not the outgoing and not the the conversationalist and not the one who who's very expressive but once I I talked about cricket um i think it flowed much better and then fortunately there was um, there was the head in and ten sports uh, Zayed nurani um my father knew him and he's he's been around broadcast for so long and i talked to him and he saw my 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 reel uh, on PTV Sports, and and um, again, luckily they the Champions Trophy was going on, and they didn't have they had Wakar units and didn't have another Pakistani expert, so they wanted me there, and I went there, and that was that was like a breakthrough, and then um, I I did that, and and it, and it turned out, and after that, just luck would have it that that I started doing a lot of Pakistani series, and as it went on. Uh, i suppose i got better and and things got easier but um i think broadcasting is is the next best thing if if you obviously you want to play cricket obviously you can't replace that but broadcasting is an aspect thing you're very close to the action you you you're sort of describing or or you're analyzing the thing that that you you've done for all your life and the thing that you love but, but um, the best part is that that you you get to pick the brains of, of such high caliber cricketers and such high caliber sportsmen. I would say that 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 I, I find find very rewarding because you you have conversations with the like of say Ian Bishop, Alan Border, and all those 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 big uh, superstars of of their era. Even Viv Richards, you you get to to sit with them you you get to spend time with them and and you the wealth of knowledge that comes through it's it's fascinating um, the only only thing I would say about broadcasting is that the initial phase um you do you, you need to get used to it you do you do tend to struggle and I did struggle I, I i still do struggle but um the the best thing about it is that there's this there's no pressure of of, of playing, um, pressure of of actually going out there and batting, and that's that's the only advantage to, to maybe the one plus point in broadcasting to cricket. But you always want to play, you always always dream about playing cricket. But if there's another, if there's a second best thing to it, that probably is broadcasting.
0: You talk about pressure, working also now in a live mm-hmm. environment. Do you get nerves still? Different types of nerves? But um, do you get you feel do, that, that slight pressure? Uh, you
1: do get nervous sometimes.
0: There's something that people don't really talk about hmm. from a broadcast perspective because, say, cricket, hmm. everything ball by ball. Yeah. A word on it? Um, I think the, um,
1: once you start, obviously, the, you're the first... Um, First year or so even more I think first couple of years three years I found it I found it quite quite difficult because um, it's a, a different art you need to you need to modulate or you need to know what you're, you're talking about but um, the thing that helps which people don't talk about or, or people don't really it's quite boring but but the thing that really really helps and I've learned this from, from the likes of again, Ian Bishop and the likes of Alan Wilkins and the likes of, of people who've done broadcasts for, for so long, is that research and, and prep is everything. Once you research and once you prep and you've got stuff on, on players and, and stuff on the issues surrounding the game right now and, and whatever will be brought up, um, once you have that as, as a backup, not not um not the stuff that did, that sort of you're going to start off talking about straight away but but as a backup so that you're never caught off guard basically you've covered all your bases for instance uh, doing the under 19 world cup you, you need to do all the prep you'd get a lot of information but you'd know about the players the background so so you wouldn't get you wouldn't stumble so if you have that that broad base it helps you because at the back of the mind, you always know that you can fall back on something. So you, you're not going to stumble. There is, there is pressure. There is, um, there is uh, obviously there, there is that, that element but um, uh, the best advice that I got was, look, once you're, once you're holding the mic, you're the boss. And even if you do stumble or if you, if you do make, make a mistake, right there and then you, you can joke about it because that way it, it cuts the ice to the viewer. The viewer always then also sees you as, as not a, not a, a sort of a professional, just a, a normal human being. So once you're able to, to sort of not, sort of not sort of um, make fun of yourself, but to able to, to make fun of of, of the mistake you've done or make fun of, of what you've done wrong and, and not necessarily corrected there, but say oh uh, i I've taken the name wrong that that helps you a lot i think there there i don't think you can in any field in any any um, uh, i think broadcast or any sport or live sport if you're, if you're not slightly apprehensive, you won't be able to do a good job because if you're not slightly apprehensive or if you're not slightly sort of buzzing, then um, I think you're you're, you're not really up for it. You're just just going through the motion. So um, that's the way I think about it. I I see other broadcasters or other commentators and think, how do they do it? Because it just comes so naturally to them and they don't seem flustered at all at any given moment. But um, the way I, I process or the way I go through it, i think the biggest thing that i do now is that even before a pakistani game even before any game i make sure that i have all the information that i can get and ask all the relevant people about the players about the game about the conditions everything so that if there's a lull or if there's if i if somebody asks me something out of the box i'm able to to then have that information and be comfortable with it.
0: And then your views on the current Pakistani side at the moment? <laughs> um, in terms of the, talent, players, the, the issue I-
1: Is the, the side moving have, in the right
0: direction in your opinion?
1: The issue I have with, with the Pakistani side is that we always, we've got this since, God knows when, we've got this word called rebuilding or we're looking at the future, which I found absolutely ridiculous. You are playing international cricket. it's The future is now. That You've got to win the game or the series that's up in front of you. We don't know what's going to happen five years ago. We don't know if the potential of this young bowler or this young batsman will be so great that on the next tour, He'll win you the games you want to win now. So, yes, potential talent, all those words, yes. But the bottom line is that if you don't win games, if you don't win series, you can't keep on saying that we're building a team. How long do you build a team? Yeah, again, this current tour, you had, you had, this is the first time in a long time where... Uh, on an overseas tour you had the opportunity to win a test match or, or win a series and, and you let it go but um, it's it's been like that for for quite a while and um people are saying that it's it, it's going in the right direction but uh, i'm not quite sure they they've restructured the 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 first class uh, system here but again, it needs a lot of work. It's I don't think that that um, they've gone for six teams. I don't think that six teams are enough for a one-sport nation where everybody just plays cricket. If cricket is number one, then every other sport, the next best sport is number seven. So, so I don't think that's enough. I think yes, uh, we'll always have have talent. We'll always have the potential. But we hide behind that a lot because every tour, every tour that goes wrong is that we're rebuilding a team. So I've never not since I don't say I think since nineteen ninety nine, I've not once heard anybody say that, okay, we've done our rebuilding, this is the team which is now going to win us games. Um we we waited for for that a long, long while and it's just I I, I really start hating it when when coaches and when commentators and when everybody starts saying that, look, this 17-year-old bowler or this batsman has a lot of potential. He'll do well in the future. Well, it's international cricket. If you want to do well at international cricket, it's day in, day out. You can't sort of say, okay, I back this player for him to then do well five years later and then win Pakistan games or then pakistan will be a good side yes you can say six months okay you're rebuilding a team but you've got to get results and if england turned it around and then if if they hadn't if they hadn't won in that that super over i think those four years would have really been been a problem because everybody was focused on on building a side and they built the side and they won the world cup so Uh, And then if you're building a test side, then the test side should be able to win away from home. So if you want to see the angry, well, I don't normally get angry. If you want to see me, the uh, animated side of me, then you just have to say, read the rebuilding process.
0: Perfect, Bazid. Really appreciate your time. Uh, Great story for your career and and your views on all things Pakistan. So thank you very much. Thank you. So Neil Kagram, Cricket Lasteries, Fazit Khan, thank you.